0: Hello and happy summer. We are officially kicking off the summer season and Jeff and I are super excited for uh, the next few weeks here into the fall. We have a completely booked calendar and are just so excited to connect with uh, the people we have on the schedule for our upcoming shows. But today is very exciting for me in particular because we are interviewing my girlfriend from high school, Jen Hundoft, who I knew as Jennifer Talton. Um, But she is now married with two beautiful children and living in LA. And her story is one of perseverance and uh, dedication and commitment to her craft. And I have to tell you, she is one of the Brightest spots in my life, Um, and every time we connect, it's as if no time has passed. I know that's such a cliche thing to say. So many people say that about folks that they knew as children, or you know, in adolescence, or even in their young adult lives. And you know, time goes by, and and sometimes we lose we lose touch with friends. But Jen is one of those people that I can pick up. Right Where we left off, and we have some amazing memories, some of which she brings up in this uh, interview that i don't even remember, and vice versa, so that's always fun um, but what you'll hear from her is a story of perseverance. Um, she is a true star in her own right she's been incredibly successful um, as as an actress and a singer she's so talented and i've always i've always seen her as somebody that shines from the inside out. And you will hear that in this interview. I know that Jeff was excited to hear her story as well, and I'm sure you all will be. Um, This is definitely one we are looking forward to continuing. So stay tuned for part two as well as we try to get Jen back on the books in her busy life as a mom and teacher and wife and actress and music extraordinaire. Um, She's a lovely human. I am blessed to know her, and I can't wait for you to hear more about her story. Here we go.
1: Yeah, go ahead katie no
0: it. okay so jen jen yeah. and i graduated high school together went to high school together and graduated together yep. 22 years
2: ago i was gonna go <clears throat> years ago but yeah 22 22 years
0: it's it's really ridiculous to think about i mean and jeff we don't need to talk about how long it's been
1: for you <laughs> no we don't <laughs> <clears throat> you back your earphones fell out. out. Yeah, you're falling apart. Don't mind
0: us. I really am. <laughs> I don't know how to... Okay. Can
1: you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you?
0: Perfect. I'm good now. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Anyways.
1: This um, doesn't happen with my guests.
0: Oh. Never. Just mine. Oh. Okay. So, Jen, we graduated together. And... You know, I mean, over the years we're connected on Facebook, and I—I've seen you've—you've you've done so much, and I don't even know where to begin. So, so let me start here. We were in High School Musicals together. Yeah. Starting with Greece. That's right. Guys, my printer is going off. I don't know why. This is like, I—I <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what's happening in life. Your okay. Whole,
1: your whole like thing is possessed tonight. I'm falling no.
0: apart and, like, <laughs> This is, at least you both know this is consistent with who I've been my whole life. Like, what is happening? That it is. works. It works. Anyways, so we were in Greece together. Yes. Um, yeah. And then I didn't do any more musicals in high school. That was our sophomore year. Did you do
2: any more? Um, We didn't do one senior year, but junior year, I can't, what? what was it? The Guys and Dolls? yes it was okay. guys and girls thank you for remembering that yeah um and then nothing happened senior year okay so. and so then after high school tell us what you did <laughs> <laughs> all the things oh, all the things in
0: in these last you know I mean? 22 in, in years that, in that vein I mean in musical theater
2: I mean you really pursued your passion and have an incredible yeah success. well yeah it feels like a lifetime ago and like yesterday um the well so i left i was like destined to just not be in rochester anymore not that i don't love rochester i have very very fond fond memories and love for rochester but i was like i don't want to be here anymore it's time to go so i spread my wings and i flew to california and did like a it was a music outreach group that sort of wet my whistle. Wow. Is that like an outdated saying at this point? <laughs> it wet My whistle for touring and performing. Um, and so I got to tour the world with that. Um, like England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Ukraine, all these places I probably would not have gone to. And then when I got back from that, I was like, okay, yep, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, no doubt. And so I just started auditioning for things at random. Where? Where? Wait, where in, were you when you came back? I was in LA. I was in LA. LA, OK. I started auditioning for things at random. And it was like cruise ships, which I had no desire to do. But it was like just getting into auditioning. And then there was this one show that was like, OK, I have to audition for this. Um, but I didn't know what part I was right for. And that show was called Rent. And so I went in on a whim, like no idea what to go out for and just sit <laughs> on for any role and yes. got callback. And then after that callback, I got another callback. And then I was in for Bernard Telsey, who's one of the biggest musical theater casting directors of all time right now. Um, and he does all the, the movie musicals and all the, the TV musicals, everything you're watching basically, he he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in my third audition. And was like the nicest dude you've ever met in your entire life. Like seriously, so personable yeah. and awesome. And gave me a whole bunch of tips because he was like, "Because you're going to New York." Like I won the golden ticket, and oh, um, and then I I went to New York for a final callback and ended up touring with Rent for three years after that. So oh that my was- gosh! And you played. And I played Mimi. Oh, I played Mimi. Really, really awesome. And no idea that that was the right role, but also like looked back at a journal from high school, believe it or not. And I was like, "When Rand does rent, Rand was oh, our. When Rand does rent, I'm gonna play Mimi." And I don't even remember writing that, oh. but it's one of those like random things you look back and I'm like, I totally. that out there for myself
0: yeah and so you didn't even think of that when you were auditioning for rent i mean i didn't even know i
2: wrote it like (laughs) i don't remember doing that at all (laughs) that's amazing random thing that i looked back on maybe 10 years later and all of a sudden was like what so that was a national tour it was a national tour um we did also uh go to to canada but we also went to japan which was really cool oh Oh, wow Yeah. So we performed in Japan for a few weeks. Oh my gosh. So then what happened? Did you just, did you take a break
0: or did you just immediately go into your next?
2: Well, yeah, that's really good questions. Um, so after rent, uh, I lived in New York for a few years. Um, and I did, I, I kind of got after a while you get kind of tired of touring and In musical theater you kind of have to pay your dues and in order to not be touring you have to continue touring and i just i couldn't do it anymore um (laughs) and it was one of those things where i'm like okay i'm just going to take a little while and just audition in new york um but i decided i was going to go tv film route which didn't exactly pan out the way i planned because there really wasn't anything on tv for me at that time and so it was just kind of like well okay cool what's my next move um how old were you at this point 25 well, maybe I should say what year yeah 25 that's probably about 25 yeah um and yeah so then i was just kind of hanging out in new york for a little bit and i realized it's too expensive to just hang out in new york <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the crossroads and believe it or not at that moment like i knew my husband already but then but we barely knew each other and so we reacquainted like in this crossroads of my life it's like yeah. Of course it happened then. Like, I didn't know what I was doing and I'm like, what's, what's going on? And he lived out here in LA. Okay. Um, and so then I uprooted my life and I moved out to LA to, to, to be with this guy on a whim, which I never would have done. Katie knows me from <laughs> high school. I was like, guys, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, I would okay. not have ever uprooted my life for a guy yeah. before. Um, and it, well, now we're married with two kids. So I guess it worked out.
0: Like two um,
2: little kids. Thank you. they are pretty awesome. Um, (laughs) But I but I had no idea what I was doing when I did that. So I basically started from square one again when I came out here because I didn't really have connections out here. I didn't really have the things I thought I had coming back out here. So I I really did start from square one um, and I was like, I'm going to do TV film. It's going to be awesome. And I did a little bit. I I did actually um, I was on Mm. random episodes of Parenthood. Uh, way back yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go back and watch it Your my my lines always got cut that's my favorite no, that is like, i have the credits i'm still being paid for them but my lines <laughs> always got cut it was oh. like you could always see me walking around in the background and all that stuff but my lines always got cut but yes. those, those paychecks are still coming great um, <laughs> those royalties you gotta love them I love that. um so yeah, I did little things like I did and oh my gosh, this was my favorite. America's Most Wanted. Um, I did one of those. That was serious. the victim like uh, like I, <laughs> I was a cop. Yeah. And what? I yeah, I was a cop, and I've never felt more masculine in my life. I was like, <laughs> now I know why cops walk like this. It makes so much sense. Like, it just I felt like I had just gotten off my horse and, like, just walking around. Like, I have all oh, these things sure. on. It was really interesting. Oh, my God. Um, so I did do a couple things, but it just wasn't, it wasn't going as quickly as I wanted it to. I'm very impatient, um, and so it was one of those, like, maybe it's time to just kind of rethink what I'm doing and dabble in this. Like maybe this is not where I'm destined right now uh, and try to figure things out. And so I went back to school, um, which was really cool and uh, went to UCLA for psychology. Um, not, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it yet, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, well, we'll just go. I'm very fascinated by people's brains and why they do the things they do. And so I went back to school <laughs> Got my degree, got married. And then now we're just kind of in this this fun space of like, I do get to, well, pandemic happened, but I do get to, to do theater still, which is really awesome. So I'm doing random things. I got to do my dream role actually um, right before all of this. So 2019, like the summer, right before the pandemic hit. That's what I was gonna ask. Where does dream girls fit in? Oh, <laughs> Dreamgirls is in there in like the top five. When was that? Music. Yeah, so. Oh, that was right before I went uh, to UCLA. Okay. So I was actually taking classes at a community college at the time and was like, I'm just gonna go ahead and try out for this and got to play Dina Jones in Dreamgirls, which was really cool. Was that um, a
0: touring production? That or- was
2: not a touring production. It was a it was an LA production. Oh, it was a okay. climate production. Um, but that was really really fun and it was a huge cast um which was really i i hadn't actually ever been a part of a huge cast professionally yes. That's that's a lie i did aida my very first show was aida um it was a local show and that was like my my first thing but it still kind of felt like high school in a way because yes, it was sure. very much like that and that new um situation where i'm just kind of like what's going on i don't know what i'm doing and like every, everybody else was a little more seasoned i kind of felt lost in it all so it it almost didn't count for me in my mind and then i got rent and i was like oh, yes yeah. but that was a cast of 15 people yeah um and then everything i did from then on was very small and then dream girls was like this massive cast of people and it was really weird and awesome at the same time to be a part of such a large Production, um, th- like I felt like I knew a handful of people really well, and then the rest of it was kind of like, you know, when it's a smaller group of people, you get really close really fast. Yeah, and like sure. a bigger group, it's kind of like, ooh, how do we, like, do we try to be friends with everybody or do we just kind of like clicks? Yeah, exactly. That's I like it. Yeah, clicky. It yeah. Was like, okay, these are the people I'm working with the most. These are the people I need to, need to connect with. Right, right. Like, so what was your dream role that you're referring to ragtime Sarah in ragtime um, and so I got to play that in 2019 which was oh my god that was amazing it's amazing I you might not have been on the um I'm trying to think when it would have been I think it was sophomore year they took us on a trip it was like the show choir they took us on a trip I wasn't in show choir you, you were though, weren't you? Like senior year at least? No, you never were in show choir. Oh, no, I never did it. I,
0: I did the audition and then I bailed because I got dropped.
2: Like physically dropped. I totally have you. This is when you realize like, Memory is fallible. I have you in Show Choir in my mind. Like for some reason <laughs> well, you I wanted to choir. be in Show Choir. Maybe that's why. Oh my <laughs> god. I was, totally I was friends with all of the Show Choir.
0: I was that I, I was friends with all of you guys. at Mark and Bobby and you, you were and never Amber. in
2: Show Choir. Never in it. Well, her loss. <laughs> that was really stupid of her. Oh my gosh anyway <laughs> well no
0: so i i was never involved in that but jeff you're being very quiet i don't know if you're starstruck or if you're in awe because i know well, there's so, really it's
1: like it's like there's so much i i, I so like i'm like overwhelmed with <laughs>
0: that's, that's what i was feeling so I, that's why i'm kind of pausing because i feel like you yeah. okay in-
1: so let me let me say this you don't know me at all but my whole background's in theater my whole background's in in like loving film and growing up acting and Directing and stuff like that, and like to talk to somebody who actually went to LA um, and made it. First, I hate you. And so, you know,
2: <laughs> Perfect. But so there are plenty so, of people I hate for that have the career right, that I but want.
1: So so I'm actually so. Thank you for the cliff notes version of how you wound up to be the success you are now. But let me let me rewind and go back to so so. So when you when you. When you got out of high school, that's when you went to LA.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. So you were in the music. You were in the shows in high school, and then and then you, yeah. while you were in high school, had you made the decision like you know what? After high school, I'm going to pursue this professionally.
2: Funny enough, Jeff, um, I did not have the most wonderful uh, music experience in high okay. school. Yep. Um, which is really interesting that I, I kept with it. I, I honestly was like, what was I like sadistic? Like, why did <laughs> I keep with it for so long? I probably cried almost every other rehearsal because it was just so dramatic. Yeah. Looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know what it all was. You know, right. I feel like 22 years later, I'm kind of like, I, it just didn't, it wasn't, I never got a lead. I never was even considered for a lead. Wow. I, and, and being in theater and, and the little that I've been, Jeff,
0: you being in that world and Jen, you know this, I mean, in, in high school, when we were there, there was a select group of favorites Yeah, and, and it had nothing to do with you not being talented right. or even look at for me. That's why I didn't do show choir. Right. I was so intimidated. I was not in that group. I was in the group friend wise. They were wonderful people the director had her thing and that was it. And there was no breaking into it. And unfortunately, talk about her loss, Jen, you are such a gem and such a true talent. And, and like your, your soul is shines just as bright as you do on stage. I mean, you are just such a fantastic human and I'm thankful to know you. And I know it's been years, but I don't want to get <laughs> too already, but I'm just saying that that was her loss, and so Jeff, you know that all too well in theater as well. That oh yeah, when there is a select group, unfortunately, there are times where somebody as talented as you doesn't get. I don't want to say what they deserve because I think everything happens for a reason, and you did what you did and persevered. But
1: you know, I what, digress. What, but. So that that actually makes it more intriguing to me if you didn't if you weren't hitting or you weren't getting the leads or whatever, not because of you, but just you weren't getting them how how did you make the jump to say, you know what I'm gonna pursue this professionally?
2: It's really it, it is actually very interesting. Um, the group that I was talking about, um I actually ran into very similar experience and I, like that's when I realized like, why am I such a martyr? like what is what is happening right now that's making me like the person that gets to Is i don't about the traveling group that you did yeah All yeah that? so i actually hit a few a few bumps in there that did not work out the way i thought they were going to i mean i this was the opposite it was it was more just like um a lack of respect for me mm-hmm. and yeah. um and but I did get to sing like so many solos, and I got to be displayed in a way that was really great. Yep. But the treatment of yeah of yeah. people within the group was not fantastic, yep. and so it was really hard to like know what the right thing to do was. And I'm like, is this just the way it's going to be? And so yep. when I left that, I actually um, got a voice teacher that just on a whim. I was like, I just kind of want to learn more about my voice and what's going on here, and and you know and um because i don't know if you remember katie but senior year i actually had pre-nodules yeah and i actually do go, i had to go on vocal rest for four months i think senior year so i couldn't sing in our senior voice recital oh, yeah. um i lip synced in like every single concert that we had it was like a it was a whole thing um and it it really made me realize how much i treasured that at least one part of myself and so if i was going to focus on anything it was going to be my voice so i got a voice teacher to just really learn how to sing very, yep. very properly and that guy michael goodrich is his name was was the key to everything like yep. he was encouraging he he led with love everything was just so perfect timing for me i think
1: um Mm. i didn't have
2: anything going on in life it was just kind of like that again that crossroads i feel like i've run into quite a few of them in life um and that it was like the first crossroads of like where am i going now and he came in right at that perfect time helped me unleash this voice that i had no idea i had like I had, a, I had a decent voice in high school, but I don't think it was anywhere near. Like, I didn't understand what it <coughs> was.
0: I don't think you knew what you had for sure, but but those of us who experienced it knew what you had. Katie.
2: That's true, that's just true. <laughs> but it was just like this whole new thing for me. Like everything was just so freeing and like it almost unleashed like the ability to do anything at that point. Like he unleashed a superpower in me and yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm going, this is yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: So this, this is the, this is the part I'm, I mean, I'm interested in a lot of it, but this is like, for me, the linchpin of what like set off everything else. Like, how did you, did you know anybody in California?
2: <laughs> so no, I knew not a single soul when I moved out here. My mom, my mom drove me out in pontiac sunfire oh uh, you're, you're there were so know. many memories. <laughs> i'll never forget that car. Uh, so jeff a little backstory about the pontiac sunfire it was stick <laughs> shift. it was my very first car and literally it was actually the first so, uh, like solo drive that i took with my license was to katie's house oh in a car that i had literally just like maybe the hour before learned how to drive stick shift I don't know if you remember this story at all, Katie. But exactly. there was—I was, was the first stop. I'm so glad you were. And there was construction on Long Pond. Yeah, oh, and God. and I got stuck because <laughs> first first gear was like not a good spot for me. And so I was trying to go into first and I stalled. (laughs) And then I was like panicked because there was a line of cars behind me. And so I just kept stalling. And so all these really, in my mind, all these really hot construction workers were like, just put it in neutral, we'll push you. And so they're all pushing me. Oh my gosh, I don't remember this story i was so oh mortified i was mortified so anyway they were probably come on lady yeah they're like get out of here (laughs) that's so funny in real
1: life it's a guy like with his beer belly pushing it (laughs) but he had the hard hat on so he was hot yeah right right
2: no shirt (laughs) uniform. um so anyway yeah so that that car and my mom she drove me all the way out to california um, I knew not a single soul, but I did, I had connected with three people from the East coast who were also moving out. Yeah. Um, and so we, we all were roommates and it, yeah, I, I'm not as close with them as you would think, like, given the, like, Hey, we all just graduated high school and now we're staying in this <clears throat> where we know no one. Um, but they helped to kind of bring me into the,
1: was your, uh, was your mother worried for you?
2: Of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, And this was, but but
1: the fact that she drove you shows that she was letting you know, letting you follow or believing in your dream.
2: Yeah, my parents are my biggest fans still to this day. Like, if I told them that I was going to drop everything, not my family, I would not leave my family. But if I was (laughs) dropping everything and like going for yeah that that goal again they would 100% get behind me my mom would be like how
1: much do you need that's amazing Um, Are
2: they're still in Rochester yeah they are
0: yeah how are they same house (laughs) oh I know what
1: what did you so when you arrived what did you do like I mean you had I mean the goal was let me say it a different way you you uh decided you were going to audition for things Mm -hmm. but how did you learn how to like what to look at to audition
2: Ah uh, that's a really good question. I'm like looking back I'm kind of like I think I went blindly.
1: But but I law mean law. like where did you even look just on the web or something?
2: backstage.com backstage backstage,
1: backstage right that's backstage. what I always hear I always yeah. hear in New York and LA backstage.
2: That's the that's the easiest way to start. And at, at the time it wasn't dot com, it was backstage. it was like literally a publication. Oh no, I remember. You like went out to uh, I think oh. it's Samuel French. Okay, yes like the store you go to and you can buy scripts and all these other things, and that's <laughs> where you got um, your backstage from. So
1: Right, yeah. right, right. Wow, wow. So I just and, and so yeah. and so um I'm backstage from what I remember um there's equity and non-equity uh auditions and so i assume you were non-equity when you first got there
2: a hundred percent yeah so it was a lot of a lot of just yeah always going on i went out for anything that would hold on for the
0: listeners and for like myself um what i don't know the words you're saying
1: (laughs) so
2: equity even though it refers to home equity too um no equity is the union for stage actors
1: actors equity
2: yeah um and so if you are non-union you'd be non-equity if you are in your equity thank you thank yes. you we all appreciate it. um and it's really hard to be seen for <coughs> union call regardless of like equity sag after like any of those things it's almost impossible to be seen for a call for that if you are non-union right um but you can always show up yeah and possibly oh, you- be seen
1: is that true? You can,
2: yeah. you can show you, up.
1: Yeah. Will they see you? If,
2: if they have spaces. So what I, God, this I was. I didn't know that. You're bringing me back to all these. Hey, yeah. that's
1: what <laughs> we Here we did. go.
2: Here we go. Yeah. We, um, we so, actually are
1: changing the name of the podcast to "This Is Your Life."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say non-equity.
1: Non-equity. <laughs> Thank you. Helping non-equity. He's learned a new word. Yes, oh my
2: gosh, all the time. Yeah. So, um, so you can show up. You can and if um because th- it's all by appointment so anybody who has an appointment that doesn't show up they plug in non-union or um i see i don't know if you, you've heard of emc but equity yeah. membership yeah. yeah so if you have bought in to like do the point right. system then you're sort of in that middle tier where you get seen first right equity right
1: that makes sense
2: so then yeah so if you're emc you could go in uh, and then if there's no EMC, then so two,
1: two questions. Um, do you remember the first thing you landed? Oh, uh, let's see. Or, or even the first thing you went out for.
2: First official thing I went out for was actually uh, let me try to remember the line. It was Royal. Caribbean Cruise Lines. Oh, really? Yes. And I did actually get it. But funny enough, this is like its like dating myself. It's like pre everybody has a cell phone days, right? right. So yeah. I, <laughs> gave, I always gave my home phone number because of the fact that I didn't know if like my voicemail would be full because you would get like five messages, I feel like. Or like there was, it was the nights and weekends situation. Oh, yeah. where I can't answer the phone right now because <laughs> right? oh, I, can't, I can't afford that? this call. That was awful. Uh, it was so bad but again feels like a lifetime ago yeah Uh, so I i gave my home phone number to the the casting office for that and so they called and they left a message and like they gave me two weeks like on on a voicemail they gave me two weeks to like uproot my life And I don't know if you remember this about me, Katie, but I'm like, I'm a planner and like everything kind of has to be in order and it's not really conducive to the acting lifestyle. Yeah, it doesn't line up. It was just one of those things where I'm like two weeks, like, I don't, okay, wait, hold on. Let me try to figure out my life. And I really had a hard time wrapping my brain around it. So I just never called them back. Oh my God. And and I didn't go. Um, And then
0: I- Because it was, oh, it was because for, for being on the cruise.
2: Yeah. Like two weeks to like got pack it. up my life and yes. then go on a cruise and like not be anywhere near and I was like yes. I just wasn't ready mentally for that. Yeah, that's um, a lot. So I just kinda like <laughs> it's like it's okay if I don't call them that, <laughs> not a big deal, yeah. right? Like, um, and then I got another cruise a month later and I had better prepped myself for it and I called them Back, I did call them back and left a message, um, yes. and then never heard back from them. Oh my gosh, you weren't meant to cruise.
1: Maybe it was nights in- meant
2: to cruise. <clears throat> what was that, Jeff?
1: Maybe it was nights and weekends for them.
2: <laughs> <They> <laughs> yeah, couldn't, they couldn't like, I'm over my limit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, what I what I have kind of taken that lesson to be was. It was prepping me for when I got rent because that was actually only probably six months later.
1: Okay, so hold so I, up, hold okay, up. No, sorry, wait, sorry, I'm
2: wait, going too fast. Wait,
1: wait, so so first of all, were you were you also doing like a, like, I don't know, like actresses do and actors do like a waitress job type of thing?
2: Um let's see, at that point, yes, yes okay. I was.
1: Right, Looking at so, the
2: Cheesecake Factory.
1: Well, of course, of course, <laughs> all success leads through the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> so, so, I mean, two, two, I mean, Ragtime, two, but two big titles for me are just Rent and Don't We? I, we need to pause before we get to Dreamgirls. So, right. I, I'm not, I can't even go there yet. Just don't <laughs> take me there yet. Don't even take me there yet. Okay, but, all right. But Rent, Mimi. Yes. I mean, Rosaria Dawson played uh, the 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 that character in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's a huge role. How was this equity?
2: It was actually non-equity.
1: Non-equity. It was right. meant
2: to be equity, um, right. and then the this is this is something that happens in theater a lot. And I don't know if you've seen in the news right now where they're trying to make all touring productions union but that's- Oh, I
1: didn't know that. It's
2: a big thing right now, which oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, that is what it needs Well, oh,
1: You want it to be union?
2: Of course, yeah, yeah. 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 And, okay. um, and what happened was they had all these, uh, they had all these like month long stays in different places, but then because they could plug like a week or a half week in to like some of these missing yeah. pieces, the producers decided it would be more beneficial for them to make it a non-union tour.
1: I see. I see. So
2: even though we had month-long stays, like if you're union, you can't do half weeks. You can't do just a week. Right. You have to actually do like right. a couple weeks at a time. And so it made it so that they were like, "Well, we can make more money if we."
1: But do you th- do you think you would have been able to audition for the role if you if it was union and you were non-union?
2: So as we were auditioning, they were actually planning for it to be a union tour.
1: I see. So, how, how is, is this one of those auditions you showed up to, and so I'm going to take a chance on not union? Yep. Wow.
2: Yeah. Somebody I should just have told up. me
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always assumed that if it said union, so that's why I balked for a second when you said you wanted to be, you want all touring companies union, because I was like, oh, what about all the actors and actresses that want to uh, audition that aren't union?
2: And it might, honestly, it it would possibly mess with that. Yeah. It would. Sure. Um but I feel like it's it would also open the world up.
1: But for, can, I ask, a, can I ask you a basic actors? question? You're the pro here. So like I'm picking your brain. Yeah. How, how do you become a how do you become union when you can't get into a union production without being union?
2: That is the age-old question, Jeff. That's like, <laughs> seriously, it's it's like I had not speaking to equity at this point. Um, I was oh, in. Oh, now York. I'm confused. All right, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so, try to figure it out. You're
1: like, oh, <laughs> I'll try what to. Now? I'll try to
2: bring you with me. Um, okay. So I'm going to speak to SAG after at this point, right? Um, because that was that was the hard harder one. Um, SAG is like this exclusive club that almost nobody could get into, and right. um, and it still is to this day. Yep, for it still sure. is really hard. But so. Funny enough for that, AFTRA was not. And you could literally just buy into AFTRA after doing one day of background. Oh, really? On an After show.
1: Even if they're not speaking lines?
2: Even if they're not speaking lines. Oh,
1: wow. I didn't know that. I thought you need... For some reason, I thought there was a minimum number of speaking lines to get equity.
2: It is now. I see. It is now. So once you're in one union you can basically pay the the fee to be yep. in any union at that point, yep. any acting union, um, but you have to get into one. Got and it. And for equity, the easiest way to do it is to do the points system. So you okay. pay, I don't know what it is and, now. And let me ask you,
1: like, like, not that it happens all the time, obviously, but, like, if you were to land the, if you were not uh, equity and you mm-hmm. landed the lead in a movie like Jurassic Park, wouldn't you instantly have all the points you need?
2: So that would be a sag after situation right. you would get sag after immediately once you get that once you right. get that role you just have to pay the dues and, and otherwise
1: your you're you're racking up like i had three lines here i was a background here right you see what i'm saying it's uh-huh. like either you get a few or if you land boom a big role you get you that many. Right, right right you got
2: it yep right. exactly um and so like for equity if you get in a show you immediately right. become equity yes right right the long-term plan is you pay i think it was like a hundred bucks and then right. you have to get 52 weeks of equity points got it very rarely do people actually get equity by doing 52 weeks of a show
1: right right like, i could see that
2: usually you can just get a role at some point and then right
1: you- so so you go out for rent <clears throat> you you didn't know you wrote down this like you know you put it in the universe yeah, uh, that's I
2: mean, crazy it is it really is <laughs> i don't know maybe i like went into a trance and i'm like i'm gonna play me yeah. like i don't so, know
1: so, so i mean you must have been i mean especially like coming from high school you didn't you know have like a big big parts here and there you go out to l.a you land this role which is major you must have been over over the moon
2: I was over the moon. Um, I was. So actually, Jeff, to give you a little, even more background. So initially I was a swing on that tour. Oh, okay. For, for those who don't know what a swing is, is uh, I had to learn every female part in the entire show and all dance parts. Oh, I didn't know that. Everything.
1: Oh, wow. Oh
2: my gosh, Jeff. I didn't know every single part. The only part that I didn't have to learn was Maureen um oh but but i knew it just in case because we had so many things happen that it was like you might as well just know it right um so i had to learn every single part and all the different dance tracks and um basically sat backstage and had to go on at a moment's notice so my first tour was as a swing um and i hated it and loved it at the same time but like i had moments where i'm like i know well and i'm anxious i'm an anxious person so like it was the type of thing where I'm sitting backstage and I'm like watching a movie. And then all of a sudden I had to go on stage in the middle of a show. And it was kind of like, okay, what what track? Like, what am I doing? And you're just like being put by, dressers are like putting you in a costume. You don't even know what's happening. And then it's like, okay, I'm Mimi, here I, here I go. Um, and wow. the end of that tour, my Mimi was so, she was so young um, and she would get sick or like lose her voice so often that I basically became the Mimi standby yeah. which meant that I didn't go on for any other role because they always knew they would need me for that role at yeah. some point. So I basically started doing every weekend Yeah. and then <laughs> um, and then even sometimes I would do a full week here and there, um, which was cool, but I hated that I never could tell people when I was going on or right. that, like, right. you know, because my parents would travel the world to see me. And yeah. so it was one of those things where they'd be like, so we're coming to Philadelphia. Do you think we'll see you? And I'm like, I don't you know, so, so, Did they get to see you, Jen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they saw me in every role, which was fun.
1: What was it? Was it what's the name of the big um, touring company house in Rochester again? Uh,
2: Broadway Theater.
1: Yeah, so you were going to houses like that.
2: Uh, I did play, actually. I played. You did? Uh, I did. What is that called? Um, what is that theater? Broadway Theater League? The Auditorium Theater. There you go. The Auditorium Theater. So funny enough... To to tie into this whole swing thing, I quit. I was like, <laughs> they, they renewed my contract and I was like, I can't do it. And then like I got, can I say ballsy? Yeah, um yeah. Cool. We so actually I, prefer it. Okay. <laughs> cool. So I got really ballsy because I have never been I have never been ballsy in my in my life. Like with Ran, it was kind of like, okay, here are the things that I want to do, but I could never say it. Like I just didn't have the yeah. confidence or ability to speak what I was thinking and um and so i finally was like well i got nothing to lose here like i can't do this i know they like me because they're re they're offering me a contract yeah. and so i just wrote an email that basically was like look i know because you made me the standby that i am right for this role i know that this is something i would be good for and i know that you are not renewing her contract like i shouldn't have ever written that because that was in confidentiality but like i knew they weren't and so i'm like yeah. so I just want to know because you didn't offer the role to me like why Mm -hmm. and what could i do to like to to possibly get that role in the future and i got a response that was very much so about physicality um mimi's are usually like a solid three inches three inches shorter than me um and like tiny and (laughs) I'm well, not anymore. I've had babies, but I was very slender and 100% very capable of maneuvering those bars. Like I never once came close to hitting my head, but I think that was the worry is like that there was like a liability in height. And so that's what it came down to. Like the craziest thing that I had heard in my lifetime, but is very much so the truth that you cannot get a roll because you're too tall or you cannot get a role how did you convince them otherwise so they said i didn't didn't. and i moved back to new york and like and was in new york in an an apartment and two weeks later they were like we're gonna be in rochester we need to uh one of our swings is leaving and we just need somebody to come in and like you know someone who knows the, the role already and so i came back in so in Rochester I actually went on as uh when did I miss that Alexi Darling I went on as Alexi oh, Darling wow. um and that was I don't I can't even tell you what year that was um you probably missed it because I didn't know I was going on until last mm-hmm. second yeah and they don't really do a good job of advertising like who's filling yeah, in and, and
0: Facebook was not a f- it, I, mean, what I wasn't was-
2: even on Facebook at the time like <laughs> here's the thing in <laughs> me social media i'm on it but it always takes somebody else to sign me up for it like <laughs> yeah. remember myspace uh it took somebody <laughs> in one of my shows to sign me up for myspace and i didn't even manage it i was like i don't like this this is stupid and then yeah. facebook i didn't join until 2008. okay so that's probably and what i mean how would i have when known we to
1: katie on- when we worked in the, the place that show not be named mm-hmm. um i actually <laughs> remember talking to somebody being like uh Uh, about like, are you on MySpace? And she was like, uh, no, I'm on this thing called Facebook. I'm like, never heard of it. MySpace, (laughs) I was like, MySpace is clearly the winner. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. Oh, hilarious. Well, so I was on MySpace while I was on Rent and well, the beginning part of it. And then somewhere halfway through probably that tour where where I did get Mimi, which I'll get to in a second, Um, someone actually created a fake Facebook with my profile and everything. It was, it was a fan, um, which is kind of weird, like to even say that, but it was a fan who wanted to like, yeah. Yeah. So someone created a fake profile and all of my friends were like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're on Facebook. And I was like, I'm not on Facebook actually, My gosh, not me. So there was a whole takedown of a (laughs) fake profile. Wow. Um, and then because of that, I decided I needed to just go ahead and bite the bullet and yes. somebody else yes. created it for me and <laughs> oh my gosh. managed it. But so then you did another tour of Rent? So I did, I I just did like three weeks as a swing and I left and I was like, I'm done, I'm good. I'm gonna move on and do some other stuff yeah. with my life. And, and because of that, I think that's why it kind of fell back into my lap. So then the Mimi halfway through, Um, some stuff went down with her and she left and they needed somebody else to come in and they were like, you want it? And of course I was like, sure, let's do this and came in and within three days. Well, so I had to rehearse in New York without any cast or anybody there. Um, and I had done the role obviously, but like to actually take over the role, it felt Mm -hmm. like I needed, I needed more. Yeah. Um, and so my first time performing or even working with the Roger was on stage in front of an audience. Wow. Really? Crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, it, it was fun. It was weird to jump into a cast because there was a whole dynamic that I was sure coming into. Um, but then it was mine. And then they offered me contracts until I was, till I was done.
1: So how long did you do that?
2: Uh, three years.
1: Three years and you toured the country
2: toward the country and then you
1: you also were in japan
2: japan yeah and when you
1: were in japan when you go to japan you 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 perform it you don't learn it in japanese right right
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: i'm never coming back here ever i'm never coming back here
2: (laughs) um so what they did uh kind of like when they have asl interpreters on the side they had they had like these screens on the side that translated everything. Did, into you,
1: did you feel that American audiences were different than the Japanese audiences?
2: Uh, Well, so my first tours, I watched people walk out of the show. In America or Japan? In America
1: oh. because
2: mm-hmm. of content yep. and conservative views. And yep. it was oh. it's OK, it's fine. You know, like it's not for everybody, but we were just. Right. To- yeah. We went to some really conservative places that it was not the audience for that. There was, I, I mean, they were like, we can't. Yeah. They didn't know what they were going to see. I mean, I, I know. I'm like, did you not read the description? I can understand, yeah. like, if I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I really can't understand if you don't know what rent is at that point. Like, right? It was, it was the 10th anniversary tour. Like, if you yeah. didn't, right? Know exactly. That far into it, like, you really right. It was your bad. Um, but we watched people walk
1: out like, oh, okay, cool. This um, guy sitting in the front with a MAGA hat on.
2: <laughs> Back then, MAGA.
0: <laughs> it was Trump. It so, was Trump. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so <coughs> you know, uh, even, you know, I've I, nowhere is close to you. I've done like runs of like 18 performances or something. That and, is something.
0: Though. So
1: my question is, is like, um, does it get, I don't want to say old. Right. Cause, uh, you know, but does it get like, like, how do you find the energy to be like, this is a new audience? They need, they get the fresh show like everybody else. How do you get the, how do you like get yourself to be like, uh, oh, here we go again, light my candle, you know?
2: That is absolutely the greatest question. I love, I, I always loved cause, you know, I got to, I got to do interviews on tour. Um, nice. which really weird, like, do press and, uh, that's like, fantastic. On, be on like morning shows. And that was a question that was asked very yeah. often. And I remember thinking to myself, like, that's, a really good question that I don't know that I really ever figured it out. um There were shows that got old, especially my matinees. Matinees suck. Yes, yeah. I feel like even <laughs> if you do it for eighteen shows, matinees just yes. suck. The audiences yes. are always like not like. did lively.
1: he say he said. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. The blue-haired crowd. Right? That's what awesome. it was always right. like. oh, here we go. The blue-haired crowd, and right. like, it's really yes. hard to like get the energy from nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, Rent was a totally different story because we had—I um, think they called themselves rent heads. So, like the rent heads would <laughs> follow us from town to town. Like we literally had it. people who team deadheads. Yes. Dead yeah, but then rent heads, and so they would—they would be there for like every show on the East Coast or every oh. show on the West Coast. Like they would be there. I don't know how they found the money or time off of work right. or whatever it was that they were doing. It was just kind of like, cool, you're here. Yeah. Um, but they were always front row. They did wow. rough tickets to get in and like, you know, were, we're there for that whole run as much as they could and sometimes dressed up. And I think that gave us life. Yeah. If I'm being honest. I don't think it came from internally at all. I think it 100% was the audience.
1: Did, um, did, did uh, some perform, like, did it become rote? Meeting where you're just kind of like, like you almost on autopilot type of thing.
2: There were days like that. Yeah. yeah. Where Like the, especially with, with Mimi, the emotion. Yeah. You have to go through in the arc of that character. Yes. Um, there were definitely moments where I knew I had to cry. Like that yes. was, that was the point of that moment. Right. And it just wasn't coming i'm yeah. um, like okay cool so now we're gonna pull from something else think of something really sad right now right, right now you know and it, it had nothing to do with the moment right on stage but it was just kind of like get something to make yourself cry at this point right which felt really inauthentic um, right. But, right. but the audience knew no different do. i know exactly but but I would get there if I had to, you know, but yes, sometimes it was auto. So,
1: so when, how did it end? Your contract was done or you decided not to renew your contract or.
2: So the final contract um, that I had was the last non-union tour that went out um, and it was going to be like they started giving away costumes. It was going to be the final tour. Yeah. Period. Um, and then Anthony Rap and um, Oh my gosh, why am I blanking? <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> no. Any rap and Adam Pascal, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's like being an A, um, decided that they wanted to tour again. And so they put one last tour out. Um, and I was not asked to do that because they got, what was her name? She was an American Idol finalist.
1: That bitch.
2: Jordan Sparks? <laughs> no. No, she would have been too young. Lexi, Lexi something. Oh. Um. Anyway, she she was asked, and that's that was the year I realized uh, theater kind of went in this. We need to fill the seats route. Yeah. Um. Because my final tour was really interesting. The uh, Roger was the very first South African Idol. Like, wow. one South African Idol. Yeah um it was anwar um robinson's that his last name why am i why am i blanking on his last name anwar um was collins and he was like fourth in one of the seasons i think it was the carrie underwood season yeah um and then they started just pulling idols yeah out of, they just idols started taking over yeah. broadway and all of the tours and stuff yeah. and it became the type of thing where like where now it's like a social media media following following like do you have over ten thousand followers okay you can be in our show oh, wow. um oh, wow. i mean obviously the talent has to come in there too but like you kind of have to have the ability to fill seats and so that right. was that first year where that started to really play out and so because it was the last like because it had been touring for so long, they weren't filling seats. So it was all about who can we get in the cast that can actually fill seats? And so that was like, we're gonna pull these people. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously if Adam Pascal and Anthony Rapp are touring, like there are your seats right there. But then they wanted to kind of make sure it was like their all-star cast. So they pulled from all different past casts and then took in an idol for it too. Which was fine. I was, I actually was really fine with it. I was kind of done. I felt like I needed to move on too. So like I wasn't, wasn't planning on doing it. Um, and they did, they actually brought me in to audition for that cast and the final Broadway cast. Um, so I was one of like five people that were pulled in to, to do that. So that felt really good in the fact that like, obviously they cared about me enough to want to ask me to do it, but ultimately then it was two people
1: right
2: yeah, i had you know, so, so
1: what did you do after that
2: um so then after that i stuck around new york for a little bit um and i auditioned for some random stuff i did some off-broadway things and some readings and um but i was just done with theater the yeah theater is seriously the most underpaid and overworked yeah. yes. industry there ever was like sure. it became the singroom like eight shows a week is exhausting yeah um having to work on my weekends is exhausting and having yeah. all these other things and you need survival jobs yeah even if you've made it like right. i can't tell you how many people i know on broadway right now who are real estate agents just to be able to afford the home that they have in New York. wow it's just not like you can make it you can be a household name yeah and still not have yeah a financially sound life yeah. and, and i had to kind of question that for a moment like is this really the way like am I a hustler enough to be able to make it in right. this industry? I don't know if you know one of my one of my husband's my
0: brother-in-law's best friends from high school um Travis from Olympia he's been in Wicked for years what the heck is his last name <laughs> I'll look it up and send it to you I'm just curious like yeah but same thing you know I mean he's been there for years but it's like mm-hmm. you know it it's not like he's living in some mansion on a hill people think oh you've been in a show for x amount of years or you're on Broadway and it's yeah. You know, yeah, but it, it's it's a passion more than a, yes. a
2: career. Exactly. Which was why I was like, this is now a hobby. I can't, I can't try this for a career. But I have to say though, to that point, so a lot of people get in, like I wanted to be in Lion King more than anything in the world. Wow. People don't leave the Lion King. Like yeah. how long it was on Broadway, you know, like it's, it has been touring <laughs> and on Broadway for, well, since Rent. I think it came out that same year. And so it, Once people get in it, they know Um, they have a secure space for a very long time. So people don't leave. So it's really hard to get into these productions. Like like, like, people can be in these shows and then, like, even leave it and come back to it. And it's the type of thing where once you're in it, you know you have a secure space. But then there's that trap. If you've been in a show for 10 years and it's the only show you've done, then your resume is this big. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and so moving on to something else could be really difficult. So you have right. that trap of like is it time to leave is, like Yeah, sure. security or do I go for like the actual longevity of the career? Yeah. Um, sure. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> there's all those things that come into play when it comes to theater and it's really hard.
1: So then what was next?
2: So after that was um what was after that the Did transition mean- into TV film. Okay. TV
1: film. Um, you, was that was that, when I started. Was that audition process different than theater for you?
2: Vastly. people think that musical theater people are a joke, and it was never made more apparent in until I started auditioning for TV. And I remember a casting director literally saying to me, like, I was nervous pulling you in here.
1: Really? It was, big,
2: it was a big casting director. It was like a yeah. criminal, criminal minds casting director. Yeah yeah to me, i was nervous pulling you in here because i thought with your resume that you'd be like this and
0: <laughs> sorry,
2: oh. hands off, you know like this, this big actor and everything would be so showy and i i never realized that that's what a yeah. resume could say to somebody because all i had done was musical theater so mm-hmm. it was just really interesting um that was the big my my big um obstacle yeah sure, to get past right. was like everything on my resume was musical theater like yeah. that was my life so
1: right i right. had to
2: get past that kind of like you said if you're non-union how do you get in the door it was yeah. then i started doing like student films and and independent film stuff which i did do a lot none of it noteworthy no noteworthy but it was like experience yeah. um and a couple a couple of them brought me to some really cool places but it just was like do I wanna really put this on my resume? I don't know. What if they look it up? It's not my best work. Um, And then that brought me into just realizing that I could learn more about film um, doing background work. And so I started doing a lot of background.
0: Yeah.
2: To just understand it all. And like really, I was like my acting classes, like going in there and really just like studying the process and Mm -hmm. how you work on camera. Um, And so I just really dove into, the classes and and teaching myself aspects of things and trying so to get that, into this film so, world.
1: So that was all in New York.
2: So it started in New York and then my husband came into play at that moment. Like
0: oh, that, right. my future mm-hmm.
2: husband uh, came into play at so, that moment. So Jeff, I I just,
0: I know we're we're going to go over so but there's <laughs> so much I so much to cover, but I do want to at least try to touch on quickly theater and, and your career is not your whole life. You have this <laughs> wonderful husband and children. And so kind of give us a little bit of that. I mean, I, I don't want to keep you all night because we could go forever I to talk about all this, but I do want, <laughs> I mean, but you, you know, the human side of you
2: <laughs> is important too. side the side that's off of stage and yeah, off stage. Um, so Yeah, my my husband and I actually knew each other through that performance group that I talked about, Um, but we didn't really know each other. And then one of his really good friends and one of my really good friends actually ended up marrying each other, all from that group. It was like a little cult, we call it at this point. Um, And at their wedding however many years later, when was that? I don't even know. We, we reconnected and actually decided like, hey, I kind of like you. So we did long distance. I was still in New York and like we, we would travel back and forth and try that whole thing out. And eventually it was like, this is not sustainable. Like I actually want to be near you. And he yeah. had a really great job. He still does, he has that job still, um, as the, uh, the head of middle school music at a private school in Santa Monica. And so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to make you. You have the stability. I'm not going to make yes. you do that and come to New York, and we're just poor <laughs> in New York." Um, so I was like, "I think I can. I think I could do that." And so I moved out here, and um, and then yeah, I could. And how old again. are the kids? Kids are five and a half and one. My my littlest just turned one on the sixth, which is like huh. I, I know. Uh, I want to keep them little forever, but I know it's not going to happen. As I watch your kids in the middle of school, I'm like, "What's happening?" Liam's going to yeah. be 13 on Monday. I can't take like, that. What? I, can't. I can't handle that because I remember when he was. But actually, when he was born was the day we met. I remember that. What? Yes, June was, 27th, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There we go. You have the date. 2009. That was the year. Oh, yeah. how do you remember? Like, how do you know that? I just remember being at the wedding and facebook and you had posted um we were at, like wedding events and you had posted and i remember that and so then they've always been connected in my mind oh i, I know, love that. You know. I so, I, <laughs> so when that was happening yeah you know, so like the fact <laughs> that okay apparently we've been together for nearly <laughs> years um i was like i can't tell you how long we've been together yeah. <laughs> I don't do math in my head anymore um so, yeah, that was 13 years ago. And then now, yeah, we got married and we have two amazing little beings. And parenthood is not, like, fully joyous like I expected it to no, be. No, no, it is Everybody not. Everybody made it, made it look so wonderful. And I'm like, I, I love, love you, it. but I could also punch oh. you across a room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So yep. like I've loved how much more honest people are on social media about parenting these days because yeah. I'm like this is where I'm at. Like yeah. My well, kids. It, it's funny like going into this
0: interview tonight just a quick it, I just took Emily to an audition tonight for Wizard of oh. Oz at A Touch of Dance with Judy who is like, you know. But um so uh, you know, I took her to that tonight, but before we left the house, I was like her room was a disaster. I'm like, I don't care if you miss this audition, pick up the room. You're not going to go, you know? So then we go and I'm like not talking in the car cause I don't want to make it worse. Cause I know she has an audition and I'm trying. And then we get there and she goes in I was like, how'd you do? And she just starts sobbing and she's like, I messed up. I'm like, Oh, that was my fault. Yeah. Emily, if you ever listen to this in 10 years, like sorry. I'm not gonna say it now to you, but I'll tell them. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah. As a parent, I'm like, listen, I know you have an audition and I want to be respectful of that and yeah. like support you and encourage you. Also, I'm not gonna let your room look like garbage. So here we are.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if she doesn't get a part, it's gonna be on me. She'll but. learn, she'll learn how to be in the right headspace. <laughs> right. yeah. She'll learn how to do that. <laughs> Right now, that was the first. That was the first lesson in leave everything else at the door. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was the first lesson. I I learned that in middle school. I remember like walking in and not not making my first audition. For yeah, middle school play because I just wasn't in the right place, and then I was terrified because everybody's staring at you. Yeah, and like, yeah. She'll learn. She'll get it. Intimidating. So but on the parenthood side, I guess. Wait, wait.
1: Yes. I, I just got to do a PS to the theater thing. I cannot. <laughs> I wait. I can't not bring up Dreamgirls, okay? okay. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. I'm sorry. So Dreamgirls...
0: Oh, but that's a good point, Jeff, because didn't you do Dreamgirls once you had your
2: son? It was... No. No, I did Ragtime when I had my son. Okay, yes. Um, but I did Dreamgirls... I think it was even pre-marriage.
1: Oh. Okay, wait. Uh, so so Dreamgirls yeah. was the first show I saw on Broadway at the Schubert Theater with... Um... Ah... The original Effie,
2: Holiday,
1: yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Holiday. and and this is still like one of my favorite musicals of all time, right? So yeah. like, like, like I, I I actually listen to the soundtrack in the car even to this day, right? So 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 my question is like, that was in L.A., right? Yes. Did it tour? It did not. No.
2: Fine. It, it was. It was one of those like but you I said, mean, eighteen performance. It was like a I mean,
1: month. No matter, no matter how much success you have and have had, like, weren't you like almost to a surreal blown away moment that you got Dina Jones?
2: You know, the the best part of it. So, yes. Yes. And also. they
1: um, will never hire me to play Dina, by the way. <laughs> so I have to look through you.
2: I Thanks. have to say, Jeff, like anytime time. Like, so remember I said I never got a lead
1: yeah right and
2: and so then my first professional show I was ensemble in Aida and and yeah. so I assumed that from then on I was always going to be ensemble like ensemble. I never right. I never went out for a lead like I yeah. never went to an audition saying I'm going to get a lead yeah um, I just went because I wanted to do a show yeah and I just remember um, so that process was really interesting they had auditions they had had them i didn't even know they were happening yeah and they could not find adina they just couldn't find the right person and a friend of mine who actually um is is now a broadway writer like he he has had wow. a show just uh be on broadway uh this is really awesome so he was out here doing some writing stuff and he was talking to the producers and they just kept talking about how they did not have Dina and he was like well i have a Dina for you and so he actually Put my name out there but funny enough the producers had produced a production of tick tick boom i had done just like two years earlier wow so they actually knew me but they hadn't like it was such a short run of tick tick boom that they just had not like it hadn't even occurred to them to you know even look back at old shows um and so i went in first rehearsal to audition and then they were like all right go ahead um So that was like one of those it didn't even hit me that i got the role until i was already like out of a first rehearsal like i was just kind of sitting in a rehearsal singing songs and then like holy crap like wait no this is awesome i get to actually play this role um which is also a very complicated role
1: yes for sure it's a huge that's a huge arc
2: yes like you have to play super immature and honest and innocent right and then go into almost like a conniving situation but not even meaningfully like like you're not meaning to do it but like that was one of those things where i think halfway through reading the script i was like "Ooh, this is going to be a fun one yeah also a really challenging one yeah so Yeah. yeah i just remember like sitting with that the whole like Hearing Curtis of compliments and having to like take that in and not judge my character, right? So, That's so where the psychology comes into play. Was
1: was the was it score Was it um? Sorry, was it an orchestra pit? Like the, it the was
2: whole- not a full. It wasn't a full orchestra pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, there was a pit. Oh. Wow. <laughs> he's like sweating. He's no, sweating.
1: I mean, like, like I mean, <laughs> I still remember seeing the show. I mean, one of my favorite songs of. Like in the world is fake your way to the top, mm-hmm. right? And like, actually, my favorite version of it is Eddie Murphy doing it. But like, which is really surprising, by the way. But um, um, wow, <laughs> 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 that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I just like, did you have fun doing it?
2: Oh, I loved it. Right. I loved it. Oh my gosh, we did okay. like more. We got to um, do promotional stuff around LA, and so like, I got to actually be on. You know the, like the local news but it's la news and so right, it's like right you know and so it was one of those like this is when you know you've made it I've but made it's it. hilarious that like that that was the moment i'm like yes I oh, that's it. huge um but like i'm in a gown on the morning show <laughs> you, so, you know i keep coming back to this sentiment sorry jeff I, go ahead no no. no
1: no i was just gonna say but then so now you're doing like psychology and stuff like that right mm-hmm. so so and that's wonderful um, but ha- have you decided not to do acting anymore? No, at all?
2: not at all. No, no. It's always going to be a part of my life. Like my husband and I are both creatives and we are both teachers right now. So I'm actually utilizing my psychology degree but i'm u- utilizing it in something called life skills which is like facilitating conversations with middle schoolers
1: which That's is wonderful like
2: and not with their friends but with oh god bless you not-
1: let, let me say this i'm gonna shut <laughs> come up to about...
2: my house and facilitate some conversation with you <laughs> like, Please.
1: i'm gonna let katie take the wheel for the <laughs> end of this but i do want to say this it, and I'm, I'm pressuring you you have to come back for a part two at some point
2: i would love to i would love to because so
1: i have <laughs> i like i could keep going
2: and I would happily keep going into theater in general. I, like, yeah. I'm absolutely
1: fangirling, so.
2: <laughs> but, too, but
0: honestly, and it, I hate to bring it to a close, but I, what I keep coming back to is, you know, the cliche of, like, it's it was your turn to shine, or it's your time to shine, right? Like, this is your time, this is your time, this is your turn. And I just keep coming back to that, Jen. Like, I know <clears throat> there's a lot of things we didn't cover, including so many connections we share, whether it's our faith background, you know, our upbringing, our moms mm-hmm. yeah. sharing a similar path. Um, you know, there's just so much. And, and I just, for me, like, I, I just keep coming back to that sentiment of, I know what you went through in high school. And, and, and I assume I know, what even a little bit of what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And to be sitting here with you today and talking to you about these incredible experiences you had and the times you got to shine. Sorry. I always get emotional, but it was your turn. And it's, I don't want to say high school wasn't your turn, but there was just better. There was more and when it was your turn, Jen, you had and have this like beautiful gift that you were able to share and touch people with when it was your time. And so as much as I want to go back to Rand and be like, <laughs> suck it, you know, in Rub it so in. many ways, yeah. um, I, I think she really gave you a gift because that gift put you in this position where you were like, you know what, what do I have to lose? I'm going to go out for ensemble and become Mimi and I'm going to go out for ensemble and become Dina Jones. Like you couldn't squander that gift. If you tried, it had to come out and it came out in the right time. Oh gosh,
2: you're going to make me cry um so but like but that but like everything in my life has followed a path and i've known that when the path is the right path it has been easy it's been like i walk into an audition and i get a show like and i don't even realize that that's what i'm about to do it just is easy it always has been um and and that's not saying my path has been easy like it's not but like every time i'm on the right path it's like that door has just been opened yeah it's not by my own volition like i just walk in and that path was meant for me that's what it has always been um and so that's where it's really been this like just awe-inspiring and obviously it has to come back to faith situation where i am like this is not me yeah i have a gift it's been given to me and by that grace i am actually able to do these things and so there have been these moments i'm gonna cry um like I'm so every time every time every time something was meant to happen i've been at a crossroads i've been like mm-hmm. nope this is not happening anymore this is not where i'm supposed to be like i i didn't even bring this up but jeff in order for me to get rent i was working <laughs> at the cheesecake factory A friend broke my toe by accident and I couldn't work anymore. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep auditioning. And I spent that entire time on crutches auditioning Wow. um, and walking into auditions. Like I realized after that, like I got my first professional gig with Aida. And then after Aida, I ended up just going out for rent and like literally had one professional show before getting rent and playing this lead. And it was one of those things like it had to happen in that way. I yeah. had to, yeah. like, it actually was Rand's connection to this director. We'll see in this California performance group yeah. that brought me out to LA. I mean, and then-
1: I, I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. I think God has a plan for all of us, mm-hmm. even if we can't understand what that plan is at that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. But I got to say this, Jen, and like, I'm not going to try to make you cry because I actually, <laughs> uh, you know, and if it is, y'all have to try to think of an emotional moment too cry. <laughs> but but the fact is is that like meeting you know I mean theater is a passion of mine it's like it's 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 you know but you actually went and did it and the thing is is that like forget about theater like I mean I am like I said fangirling over you but the fact (laughs) is is that your story your positive attitude being so infectious through the screen even like you have inspired me to to levels that I haven't been inspired to and a long time. Yeah. So I, it's just such a blessing to meet you tonight. Thank you, josh I
2: want to talk so much more theater with you. I do. You know. like, like I just, I'm like, can we start a theater? <laughs> yeah. they like, yes. Well, <laughs> coming to LA.
1: That's um, the that's the end of this. We're moving.
0: Yeah, that's right. and Joe packs our okay. right. yeah.
1: uh,
0: No, but uh, you know, unfortunately, I you know. We do have to stop tonight. We will continue, (laughs) but this is why I love doing this podcast because when I think of people in my life, like part of me is so sad that we haven't been able to stay in closer connection over the past 22 years. However, I'm so thankful that even with the time and the distance that when I see you, I'm just like, my heart could burst because you are just such a special person to me and um you hold a very very special place in my heart and and affected me in ways i'm sure you're not even aware of that we can talk about next time but i'm grateful for you i'm blessed to know you and i'm just so glad you joined us tonight and cannot wait to do this again because we have so much
2: we do <laughs> and i i feel the exact same way katie